Good morning. Hello, this is Heavenly and I'm back. I came up here this morning about, I believe about three something in the morning, but it is 540 in the morning on this blessed, beautiful day, March the 27th. And I came back to do a chapter reading on basically what we were talk, what I was talking about, about submitting all to God. So I just wanted to come up here and talk about what Christians should do, regardless of what your religion is, or if you are baptism, or if you are Jew, it's basically what we are to do in Christ, the principles of Christ living. As Christ, we say we're Christians. Some people call themselves baptisms. Some people call themselves, I don't even know all the religion's name. That's how much I'm not into religious. But I'm just here to read chapter three, coming from Collisions, chapter three. And basically in this chapter, it connects to what I was speaking on in episode 11 about submitting all to Christ. And when we submit ourselves to the Lord, it's a way we ought to live. Our life don't go back to living the way we were living before Christ. But when we are in Christ, we ought to live a certain way because we are now following the Lord. And we're now in His will. And a lot of things in His will are not going to be the same as the world ever. Because His will is in the Spirit, in pure Spirit. And our way is in pure flesh. So it doesn't mix. So we have to be wanting to live right for God. We have to be willing to do what God say do. So I told you that I will be coming back with some scripture. Because everybody, like I said, doesn't have a Bible at the moment of their life. And that's okay. Don't feel bad because you don't have a Bible. God always make a way for you to receive his word. Make no mistakes about that. So that's why I'm thankful to God that I position myself to be available at all times when he needs me to be available to use my voice, my body, my mind. God can use any part of your body. He can even use your heart. Sometimes, you know, God can move you in such a way that you'll move in someone else's life and you will tremendously touch their heart and they'll be filled with the spirit of your love, the spirit of your joy, because it comes from the Lord. So there's so many ways that God can use you. It's about, are you willing to make yourself available for the Lord? And I really thank God that at one time, I wasn't making myself available for anybody except me. So I thank you because of my walk in Christ, it has changed my life. I have turned my will over to the will of the Lord. So I really thank God for those who are learning how to just make more time for God, learning what it means to really be available for God, because it's important for your journey, for your walk, your relationship with God. If you want to be closer and you want more with God, you got to give God so much more than just a little bit. You got to be willing to give him all because this is his time. He gives you time to wake up. He gives you time to do things in your day. If it wasn't for your time he gives you, you wouldn't be able to do anything because guess what? When your time is up from earth, what are you going to do? Then what are you going to do? Nothing. So remember, we are on God's borrowed time. This is not our time, but it is the Lord's time. So God gives us time to do his will. He gives us time 
to spend with him. He gives us that time to make that time. It's up to us what we do with the time that God gives us. You either can waste it or you can use it for the goodness of the Lord in your life, for your life to be complete, for your life to become greater, for your life to change for better, for your life to be inspired so you can be inspiring to other people especially if you have children, especially um, your family, people who are close to you, just being special to those who love you is a difference. You know, we are special regardless of what we are, but it's such an inspiring thing when we're doing things for God, because when we're doing things for God, that's what true happiness, love, and peace relies at. It doesn't rely on the world. The world will crumble you swallow you up whole and destroy everything in your being but God will give you life he will bring forth more life and abundance life and prosperity to your whole universe to your whole world so and it will bless your family it will bless people around you the overspill the overflow of the Lord in your life will be an overflowing love in someone else's life so that's why it's important that we walk the way we are to walk in Christ and not the way we want to. So I'm going to be reading the whole chapter of Colossians, chapter 3. So if you don't have a Bible, it's fine. You can, you know, you can read along or just listen or you can just look it up. But I believe for those who don't have a Bible, when you ask God, you shall receive it. If you ask not, you shall not receive not. So if you really want God's word, he's going to make that Bible right there for you. But in the meanwhile, he also understand if you don't have it. So that's why God is going to make sure that you get his word, whether you hear it, whether you read it, whether somebody else just translate it, however you get it, God is going to make sure you receive him at all times because that's how good God is. Okay, so in chapter 3, we're about to talk about the principles of Christian living, of Christ living. If ye then be rising with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. That's verse 1. Verse 2 says, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. That's verse 2. Verse 3 says, For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Verse 4 says, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye appear with him in glory. Verse 5 says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil, Consumptuance and covenant, which is idol, which is adultery. For okay, that's verse five. Verse six says, "For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience." Verse seven says, "And the which ye also walked sometime when ye lived in them." Verse 8 says, But now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, 
filthy communications out of your mouth. Verse 9 says, Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. Verse 10 says, And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Verse 11 says, Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Sicthian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Verse 12 says, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Verse 13 says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Verse 14 says, And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Verse 15 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in your let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Verse 17 says, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Verse 18 begins to talk about the principles for relationships. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as as it is fit in the Lord. Verse 19 says, Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Verse 20 says, Children, Obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Verse 21 says, Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Verse 22 says, Servants, obey in all things your master according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God, meaning respect God. Verse 23 says, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as the Lord, as to the Lord, and not unto men. Verse 24 says, Knowing that of the Lord, ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. And verse 25 says, But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done. And there is no respect of persons, meaning God will judge us the same. He don't favor you. He don't favor me. Amen for those verses in that chapter, Lord. So now let me break it down for y'all what God is saying. Because a lot of times when we read scriptures, 
we might not always get it as we read it or hear it. So sometimes we need the understanding of it. So in verses two to three, it's basically saying for ye are dead means we should have as little desire for this world as a dead person has. The Christian's real home is where Christ lived, meaning if Christ lives in your heart, that's where your real home is at now. You don't remember, you don't submitted your all to the Lord. You don't gave your life to Christ. So you're dead to the world. You are in this world, but not of the worldly things you were doing. You gave that up. Remember, you want to walk with the Lord, so you have given that up. If you have not given that up, then the world will be your home, not Christ. This gives us a different perspective on our lives here on earth. To set your affection on things above means to look to look at life from God's perspective and to seek what he desires. See, you have to look and see what the Lord desires. That's why you have to seek into his kingdom to know what he desires from you, to know your personal Lord and Savior, to get to understand God so God can show you understanding of what he's taking you in your life. He's not just going to change your life and not show you. He wants you to understand where you're going. He wants you to understand why it's important to change. He wants you to understand the consequences of what happens when we live in in sin. Yes, you might be a sinner, but you're saved by his grace. That means you no longer willingly desire those sinning things you used to love doing, whether it be sex, fornication is sex without being married. And sometimes people feel like, well, God put us together on this earth to have sex. He wanted you to do it in order. He wanted marriage first, but we didn't always start off like that. And some of us are not there. But that's between you and God. You don't have to tell a soul where you are and where you're not. Some things just need to be between you and God. But what did his word said? So if it's in his word and we are doing those things, then that means we're not doing it in his way, in his will. So that means until we're doing it in his way, in his will, we're still stepping in and walking in our own selves. So basically from two and three, that's what it was talking about. The more we see the life around us as God sees it, the more we live in harmony with him. We must not become too attached to what is only temporarily. Sex is temporarily when you're not married. You're just laying up. Um, Going out, partying, having a good time, and using drugs. Those are temporary funds, but can lead to master and major destructions. So in the first verse... It basically says that um, Christ gives us power to help us live now. He gives us his power so we can walk and stand. Because some days you might not want to walk. But when you that's like when your mind is made up. Some days you're going to feel weary. You're going to feel tired. You're going to be like, I can't do this. But when you realize the purpose that you're doing it for, you're going to dust the feet. You're going to dust your dirt off your feet and keep going. You're going to have those moments where you just like, Lord, I'm weak. I don't want to pray. But you realize you need your prayer life. You need it to keep going. And he gives us hope for the future. He will return again someday to come back and get us. And as you build this relationship with the Lord, you'll understand that so much more, that God will return for his people. And the rest of this chapter, Paul basically explained how Christians should act now in order to be for Christ's return. 
God is preparing us because someday he is coming back and he don't want us to be lost. So he wants us to be prepared for his coming. That means we have to be right in him. We have to be righteous according to his righteousness, not for people, not being self-righteous, but for righteousness that God sees us right in his eyes. That's the only important thing that we must be concerned about is how is our souls? Is our soul lost or saved in Christ? That is important. So, and as you continue on, it basically tells you just basically what I said, how we ought to be. So I just wanted to explain and give you a good understanding about what chapter three was based on and how it connects to submitting our all to the Lord. So I just want you guys to be blessed. And I just want you to ask God for his understanding. And as a believer in Christ, I want us all to get this thing together in Christ for no one to be without the Lord, for no one to be left behind. We all need this together. So that's why I say sisters, and that's why I say brothers in Christ, let us be encouraged. Let us encourage one another. That's what we ought to do as a Christ family. Come together, pray together, uplift uplift one another together. And that way, when your sister and brother is down, you have the power in Christ to uplift them. None of us should be down because Christ loves us and he don't leave us down. So we don't need to leave our sisters, our brothers, or our family, or loved ones, or friends behind either. So you guys be blessed with this reading today. And may God continue to keep on building us his kingdom in our hearts and that we keep receiving him. And it's been a blessing just to study the word of God today together. Just to be here and allowing God to minister to our hearts. Just sitting in patience. Just sitting waiting on the Lord is a blessing. Because we must wait on the Lord for the Lord to show us. And God is a on-time God. God is not a God who's going to rush the process. He wants us to get it. So he has order and he takes good time in everything that he do. That's why only the Lord's work is perfect. And that's why we're trying to be perfect in the Lord. So God bless you. May the word of the Lord continue to fill your day. May the word of the Lord continue to fill your life. And we will continue this walk together. No one's left behind. Remember, if you want to be supportive, if you want to make a difference in God's impact and move in his kingdom, make yourself available. Make more time for the Lord so he can tremendously use you and bless your life and the lives of others around you. Again, this is Heavenly, and I will continue to pray, pray, pray for us all. In Jesus' name, everyone continue to be safe, continue to smile, continue to be blessed, continue to have your joy, continue to have the peace of the Lord in your life. Do not let anything, any circumstance or situation holds you back from the kingdom of God. God bless you all.